Welcome to Everything's Relative. It's a podcast. We talk about fucked up surprises that happen when people do DNA tests. I'm Eve Sturgis. I'm the host. I'm sitting here uh, in the evening. My husband, Kaylin Egan, is next to me. He helps produce the show. But right now, he's playing words with friends. So if you hear any distant curse words or (laughs) other expressions of anger, that's him. Uh, He takes his vocabulary seriously. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, back to our episode. I know I have talked about this before and how uh, sometimes my best interviews happen when I am the least prepared and... uh, or, or what I mean to say is like, I enjoy them. I enjoy the interviews that happen at the very last minute. And that is exactly what happened with Fred, today's interview. Um, right when he got in touch with me, I had an interview spot open up. So we jumped on a call together really soon um, after first connecting, which is unusual because usually what normally happens is I, people email me and then I put them on a list and then I email them a list of dates and we go back and forth to figure something out. Uh, and somewhere in there, they may send me their whole story Um, and then I probably will have to reschedule. And when we finally get to talking, which is wonderful, but there is a different kind of magic that happens when I can jump on with somebody without knowing anything about them. So, um, that's exactly what happened with Fred. He reached out and was like, I have a story. And I was like, how about right now? And he was like, yeah. (laughs) And then there we were knee deep in his DNA discovery. So that's what we have today. Come along with me and Fred hanging out on a Saturday morning it was Saturday morning for me. It was afternoon for him. It's all good. I'll see you in a little bit. Thanks. I actually, I was looking at your podcast last night oh. and, and sort of like looking through it and, and trying to listen to stuff and, and just trying to understand it. And I was like, I think this is about psych, the show. Yes, it is. That's the whole essence of it. So, yeah. Um, uh, which was so fun. It was like, if, if it was, I'm sure, for, especially for psych fans, that's really fun. But you guys sound like you're having a really good time on there. Yeah, we're all really introverted. So that's pretty much as much as we, you know, get excited about anything. <laughs> um, that's, I think that's cool. I think it's so cool that, that podcasting, I mean, there's like lots of different mediums, but, pod, you know, podcasting offers like, in, for example, introverts and an opportunity to, to get together and talk about stuff with a wider group of people. I think that's. Yeah. Cool. I think that's neat. Yep. You did it. You did it for eight years or something. Uh, well, eight seasons and we okay. did it aft- afterwards. So we had some breaks in there, but it took us probably a couple years to do a hundred episodes. Yeah. You know, hundred and something. And then yeah. they came out with a movie pretty much immediately after we were done, which was very convenient. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So guys. we got the, we got the band back together after a couple months, you know, and then uh, another movie came out when they came out with the Peacock service. Sure. Okay. So that's where I was sort of looking at things um, that were like reflecting on previous episodes. And then it mentioned the Peacock service and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, cool. Yep. Cool. Like so, it- and and who, have you ever heard of the podcast? Oh, no, Ross and Carrie. Mm-mm. Okay, it's, it's well, little, may, maybe, but no, <laughs> it, it's a little different. It's like a, it's like a skeptic investigating kind of podcast. They go into like, uh, I don't want to say cults, but they go into like a lot of fringe religious groups. They look at like fringe science stuff, you know, uh-huh. like um, flat earth and, yeah. uh, you know, does, does this uh, holistic remedy work? Like sure. they'll chug, they'll chug holistic medicine, you know, kind of thing. Right. Um, so I tricked Ross into joining us for a couple of episodes because awesome. <laughs> we, we did one on UFOs mm-hmm. and, and one about a cult. Okay. Well, perfect. That sounds right yeah. up their alley. So that's good for podcasting too. You can just call any rando and say, Hey, you want to be on my podcast? Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. I was actually just talking to some people about that, encouraging them to, um, to contact podcasts and just, just ask, you might as well just ask, Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, never hurts to ask. Well, this is so cool because, well, well it's so cool because you have a story and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> but um, one of the things I really like about this particular experience is that you just contacted me a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, and so it just happened to work out that I had a spot and you were available. And sometimes I like it better that way because I don't, because then I don't know what to expect. You know, sometimes people send me long, long versions of their story. And then it takes a few weeks or months or, you know, whatever happens, it just takes a long time. And um, by then I, there's a different kind of energy. So I really like that. I I almost am going in totally blind with you. Um, You did send me a chart last night and some, and uh, some fun. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to confess to you and I'm going to confess to everybody. 
Mm-hmm. I have a really hard time with like data. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm finding this a lot. Because uh, even like the people who are helping me, I start talking like centimorgans and this, uh-huh. and they're like, no, no, we do family trees. We don't do centimorgans. Right. Oh, oh, no, really? Oh, funny. Okay. Well, see, I'm not even pretending to to try and do people's family trees. But so I looked at your chart. So I looked at your graph that you sent me mm-hmm. or spreadsheet. I don't, and, yeah, uh, and, and I actually was looking at it right before when we were trying to connect. Um, so uh, I admire its uh, color coded stuff and um and i sort of was following it but i didn't quite understand it which is great because you're gonna tell me this because you're gonna tell me the story anyway yeah well this was really just like me like i can't pretend i did get a math degree i can't pretend that i i really did advanced math you know like compared to some of my peers but i guess it was just a way for me to like get it on paper somehow totally (laughs) well what i I was seeing i think it's totally common i think i mean and 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 lots of my lots of people that, that contact me, send me their own versions of maps and data and yeah. chart, charts and things. Like, I really understand that, um, the, like the, the, the need to put it down on paper to understand what just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I wasn't, uh, I'm not, I'm not turned off by them. I'm not, I, uh, I'm actually excited when people send me that stuff. I love the, and, and I know that if I put them up, um, on social media with people's permission that other people look at them and know what they're seeing. <laughs> right. Well, like I had this whole argument, we'll talk about my, mm-hmm. my search angel a bit, but I had this whole argument going with her at one point because I have like what people call like a half uncle, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. My, my grandfather, my great grandfather had two wives. He has children in Hungary and then children that ended up in France. Right. So I had this whole argument with her, like, no, the numbers aren't right. I can't be this person's cousin or whatever. He can't be my birth father because the numbers aren't right. Yeah. Oh, and so she's like, like, oh, but you kind of look alike. I'm like, no. Oh, yeah. And then I had then I had another guy I'll tell you about it who was who has done genetics and he backed me up. And I was yeah. like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I, I mean, I think you just uh you know, pulled the curtain back on the fact that so much of this like community and industry and um, not industry, but like the world of the DNA family tree stuff is done by people with different backgrounds and different experiences and understanding of it. So there's data people and then there's family tree people and there's records people. And then there's the people that are like, but you look like him. (laughs) So, you know, so. uh, And I hate to say it, but this guy is kind of older and his picture looked a little sad. So then I had to poke fun at it. Like, (laughs) oh yeah, I look like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot. lot. Let me show you what you look like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pull up some pictures of some old sad people for you. Uh, (laughs) Hilarious. All right. So, so tell me, how do you like to start your story? Tell me, um, um, tell me what's going on. It's still fresh. You, you're a you're a baby NPE. Yeah, it's going to be depending on your your lead time. It's going to mm-hmm. be a year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was thinking I could just go chronological because I, you know, I was half joking about having seven pages. I do have seven pages, yeah. but it's chronological so I don't forget stuff. Uh-huh. And that's probably the way to go. Uh, and I do have a cousin to throw in there too. Oh, cool. Okay, cool. We love we love extra relatives that are. Uh, appearing all the time. So when you least expect it. So yeah, go dive in. I'm here. I'm all ears and listening. I'm excited. Okay. All right. So um, I I was born in 1966. um, But I'll start with my cousin who was born in 1964. She was given up for adoption. Okay. I read about you wrote her last night in the email. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And we we never heard of her ever. Right. Uh, My dad was in the army. His sister had a baby. She went to the Catholic adoption services and the baby went away. Did your dad know about this at all? No, no. Uh, wow, my so he was my gone. grandmother may have known, um, but not not my dad. And when, I, and when I refer to my dad, he is the dad I grew up with, my what we call birth certificate father, mm-hmm. right? BCF, I'm with you. Yes, right. So so this happened, we had no knowledge. And, and then I came along. Now the story I knew was, um, I was born in Montreal. My mom is from Montreal. My dad is from like the Philadelphia area. They met on vacation. And the way I thought it went was they met on vacation in Atlantic City from their separate homes. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought I came along from that meeting. Um, I had the timeline completely wrong. Oh. So what actually happened was they met 
and two years later, um, I came along. Oh, you were two years off your whole life. Yes. <laughs> your narrative. Your narrative was two years off. Okay. Yeah. So it was kind of weird that way. I don't know why you're in, you're in a tiny window now, but I'm just oh. going to live with it. Um, so yeah. So I I knew that that I was born premature. That my parents weren't married um, before I was born, and they got married nine days later which coincided with my mother's birthday. And I think the plan was to get married on my mother's birthday and then I would mm -hmm. be born. Oh, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, granted the timing was still a little, a little soon, but um, you know, it was understood that my BCF was my father and he took the full brunt of that and life went on. Mm -hmm. Right. He took on medical bills. He, you know, started a family with my mom. I had uh, two sisters after that. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reject that. <laughs> okay. uh, um, I had two sisters after that one uh, 18 months younger and the other one is four and a half years younger okay. so she so she was kind of like the the younger sister to both of us you know we mm -hmm. kind of remember her being young right. um, so so yeah uh, we were in Canada until I was about 13 and then my dad had an opportunity to move south to New Jersey uh, kind of like where he was from so then we got to know his family a little better and how um, was their marriage uh, it was fine. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, not, nobody's perfect, but it was mm -hmm, fine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so at, at that point, uh, you know, we, we spent like basically the rest of my life in the United States. Uh, my parents did end up going back to Canada to take, take care of my grandmother for a while. So, you know, they spent extra time there. But I, I, I was going back like less and less. I had less and less contact with Canadian relatives and um, even the ones in New Jersey, we weren't super close to. So when we all moved away from there, eventually, uh, you know, it basically took Facebook to bring us all back together, mm -hmm. you, you know? Um, so, so that was kind of like my life. Um, I spent my senior year apart from my parents. Uh, there's, there's a little story there because the, the person, the, the couple who took care of me, my senior year, they were like my high school mentors. Mm -hmm. And apparently my father shared some of this story with the man who <laughs> took care of me in 1983 um and i just found out like huh. two months two, maybe two months ago i called this guy up and i said uh i need to tell you something about my yeah. background you know he's like oh yeah your dad told me and i don't know why he told me but i thought you already knew oh so this was 1983 okay huh I think you just dropped an Easter egg. I think that's what that's called. <laughs> Maybe a spoiler, but your dad knew. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so right. So um, life went on. Uh, you know, I went to college, got married. Uh, DNA tests came into our lives. Uh, I think in, uh, let's see, I've got it written right here in my extensive notes. Uh, 2018. Mm -hmm. My dad got a test because my sister got it in her head that she wanted to find out if the family was Jewish based on our last name, always kind of sounding Jewish. Uh -huh. um, now, religiously speaking, she also had reasons like we always kind of like had a connection to like the Christian Jewish thing, you know? Um, so she was curious. So, so my dad got tested and pretty much immediately we found out that was not the case. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then my sister being a completist, she said, everybody's gonna get tested. So. My mother, my my other sister, and her all got tested, and and they ended up being a mix of you know each other kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Which ends up being like Eastern European uh, for my dad and Northern, and then my mother was more like Southern and uh, Southern European and what's called Iberian, oh, right? Okay. Which is like mm -hmm. France, you know, which you would expect like France, um, Spain for a, mm -hmm. a French Canadian mm -hmm. woman, right? Sure, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my sister was on my case by like uh, 2019, like in the summer, fall, she's on my case. Like, how come you didn't get your DNA test? Well, I just didn't want to spend the money. You know, I was like, what's the point? You all okay. got tested. Now, again, I knew the timeline, mm -hmm. but I didn't know anything else. So my sister sends me the test for Christmas. Aha. She is really going to push this situation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and she didn't know any of this either. So, wow. so she's determined. Um, right. So I flubbed the test because my first tip for any, any new person doing this is don't have lunch and then take your DNA test. Right. So 
that was a that was a wash. By the time I got my results, it was actually uh, March fifteenth, twenty twenty, which is the start of my new calendar. Right, the Ides of <laughs> the Ides of March. Yeah, it was a Sunday, and I was looking at my results around noon. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> isn't it funny how those things become so cemented in your mind? Yeah. So um, I open up the results, and the first thing I see, like the first thing, because I went like. I think hardly anybody goes to the DNA matches. They don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's to, common. I, I go to the, um, to the, what do they call it? The, the uh, ethnicity, mm-hmm. right? 50% Ashkenazi Jewish. Oh, oh no, that doesn't make sense because your father already did it and you guys are not Jewish. Yeah. So <laughs> my, my mind starts spinning. Like, could this have like skipped a generation? Like, is that possible? Totally. You know, like recessive something. You yeah, know? recessive ethnicity. Totally. Uh, so then, I then I'm then like, and I'm and I'm running back and forth to my wife as all this is going on, and the next thing I see, like probably half an hour later, is my dad's missing, and this cousin that I mentioned from way back in 1964, she had popped up on my dad's my heritage. My dad didn't see her message. So eventually she got in touch with my family um, and we got together in October of 2019 before I got my DNA test and all this stuff was discussed about where she came from and who her birth father was and my dad's telling stories and somehow none of this related to me at all. Right. Like none of it triggered the idea that maybe there was things to talk to you about. Right. <laughs> it was all, we, were, yeah. we, were, we were all together, all in mm-hmm. person down in New Jersey. And none, none of this came up mm-hmm. until like months later. So I, I, I'm not surprised only because I've heard so many of these stories and have my own story that like denial is so wildly powerful. In it doesn't, I totally wouldn't be surprised if they all were like, Nope, never thought about you. <laughs> I never thought about your story. Wasn't just so focused on that cousin. Yeah. 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 So, so that was, so basically like, yeah, we, we kind of settled the case with my cousin in October, 2019 and in March, 2020, <laughs> 2020, mm-hmm. um, the week of the lockdown in a lot of places, including sure. here in, here in New York, um, I got my news, right? So the first thing I say is, oh my God, I really am Jewish. And then the next thing I say is, Where, where's my dad's side of the family and who are all these Jewish people? Yeah. So I'm, I'm like flipping out and then I'm starting to see what the numbers mean. Like, what does it mean when your siblings only match you 25%? Mm. And, and what I see right next to it is half sister, niece, aunt, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like half, half, half sister. <laughs> okay. Um, so I processed that for a couple hours. And, and then like um, I shared with you before, I started putting together data about what made sense and what didn't make sense, because it's always got to be a mistake. Mm-hmm. But it, it was all wrong in like a very specific way. So then I got in touch with my sister who ordered the test and I said, Hey, there's something up here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so she's, she's kind of like freaking out. And, and within a couple of days she had ordered an ancestry kit for both of us uh, just so we could double check it. Cause this had come from my heritage. So now we were going to try ancestry. Cause of course that's got to be correct. You know? Right. It could be the tests. You totally. Cor- yeah. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> it's never the test. Mm-hmm, Dan- I know it's never the test, but you might Dan- as well. You might yeah, as well Dan- get a second opinion. Danny Shapiro said it in inheritance. It's never the test. Mm-hmm. It's never the um, test. Yeah. So um, let me see my timeline. Yeah. So probably the next, the, the next big thing that happened was right around the time that I got my ancestry kit. Um, it also occurred to me that if I can export my data from my heritage, I could probably import it elsewhere and get DNA matches without all this waiting. Cause mm-hmm. everything, it seemed like everything I did, it was like wait weeks, you yeah. know, yeah. in the middle of the lockdown when you can't go anywhere and you're going to mm-hmm. go crazy. Totally. Like we might have this really life altering information for you, but we need you to just sit tight for a long time. Yeah. And in, and in uh, deference to ancestry, they really, processed my test really fast 
Oh, okay. so I got lucky there. But in the meantime, I discovered this this thing called GED Match. Mm-hmm. And um, on GED Match, you can meet up with people from various testing services, right? So I uploaded my data there um, in April, just about a month after my first test result. So um, what happened was, oh, wait. Well, let me back up to my heritage for a minute because I missed mm-hmm. something important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the day after I received my results, I got a message on my heritage from a second cousin. Oh. Okay, he uses an alias on all his accounts. I know this now. So it wasn't, <laughs> it, it wasn't his real name. Uh-huh. And he said, my mother wants to know how we're related. Because his mother allegedly was on my heritage, but I still got to get back to him because his mother's data and his data are the same. I think he uploaded oh. his kit, his kit twice, and it really confused me. Yeah. Uh oh. Because I'm, because okay. I'm not related to his mother. I'm related to his father. Oh. Well, no wonder he, she's confused. Okay. Yeah, his father is deceased, but I'm, re- I'm related to his father's side. Hmm. So, All right. So, but um, he he sends me a message and he says, "My mother wants to know how we're rela- how we're related." I said, "I have no idea." And I, I, in the beginning, I, I was really, it wasn't that I was embarrassed, but I was kind of like really upset and I didn't want to necessarily tell them, Hey, my parents screwed up, you know? Um, Hmm. So you had started, you had started to figure it out, but didn't want to. Yeah. Yeah. With a stranger. Yeah. I said, yeah. um, It seems like my father, it maybe isn't who I thought it thought he was. And he's related to you somehow. And I didn't want to let go of this key piece of information that my mother's from Montreal. And so am I. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, uh, yeah, if he met her like down in New Jersey, like maybe she had an accent. I mean, this is the kind of ridiculous clues mm-hmm. I was giving. Right. And it, right. it wasn't it was not like that at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he was confused. I was confused. He had just had a baby, as it turned out. So they were kind of like going crazy a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get anywhere in, in March and April. Um, but he when I got the GED match, there he was again. And this time I had his email address <laughs> uh-huh. and, I, and I could see part of his like first initial last name kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, well, this is interesting. So I sent him emails from that point on and it didn't really help. But I also found on GED Match near the top of my list, um, this woman who had put up six um, DNA kits that matched me in some way. And oh. the top one the top one was another like second, third cousin. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I said, after I figured out her email address was like all over the place, I was like, maybe I should talk to her. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and, and concurrent to this on Ancestry, I had messaged a third cousin who I also realized was popping up everywhere. So just because I recognized the name, I said, mm-hmm. let me send her an email too and say, sorry, it took me like three tries to, to figure that out that we're related, you know, um, but yeah, she but was act- very act- actively active family about with their uploading. Yeah, I got, I got very fortunate with a mm-hmm. couple of people. So, so with the third cousin, she was very nice, but as it turned out, her family tree didn't cover my part of the family. So we're good friends now, like uh-huh. Facebook, Facebook, good friends. Uh, but she didn't really know where I came from. Huh. Uh, now that now this other lady, who her her cousin happened to be the person I matched as my cousin, okay, opposite sides of the family. Right. We're not related to each other, but we're both related to that cousin. Right. So, and this cousin is like close to her family, so I like hit the jackpot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that would start to solve it. Question. Are mm-hmm. your are your parents alive while this is going on? Yes. Okay. But you have yeah, not my... you have not conferred with them at all about what's going on. No, we're we're in April now and and I didn't talk to them uh and it, and it came out from from them in in like July. Okay. So, so yeah, so that's so okay. And your sister, but you're in touch with your sister kind of keeping her updated on things? Yes, my my one sister and then the other sister, like the sister who ordered the tests kind of dropped off and the other one picked up. Oh, really? Yeah, I was I was given the the youngest sister like daily updates because I was I was totally flipping out. And what and do you o- think was going on with the with the original sister that was so interested in it? Freaked her out, you think? Um, yeah, she didn't quite know at that point. Like she wasn't expecting to have a big surprise. She was just right. hoping we were we were Jewish, you know. 
Right. I mean, tale as old as time at this point, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, uh-huh. Famous last words. Did not expect a big surprise. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, GED match, I find this lady, I sent her an email. Oh crap. I'm already getting choked up. Um, mm. In um, in inheritance, when Danny Shapiro got her big surprise, she texted a friend that was like a casual friend, and she said, um, "Can you help me out with this?" Because she knew this friend was a genealogy freak, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't know this lady from anybody, and she called me back the same day. So. And obviously, I've been in touch with her ever since. So, <laughs> yeah, she's a good friend now. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so she got on the case. And Fred, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt. What um, yeah. is what chokes you up about that is is what makes you emotional? Is it that, that somebody just out of the kindness of their heart reached out to you not knowing who you were? Yeah, because it, like, it had been like, um, like not even a month. It had been almost mm -hmm. a month. But I'd spent a month like just wondering, and especially after talking to my, my third cousin uh, who, who offered her family tree, but it wasn't like, I had no idea where to look, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, and ditto with this lady, like her tree actually covers my part of the family because of her cousin. Right. So she's got like 2,400 people or something on there, right? Right. Uh, so it's nice to know I'm in there somewhere. Sure. But we, still, we still didn't quite know where. So she called right. me. She was so she, willing to help immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. she, and she said, well, let me see what I can find out. You know, she actually had a family story that she thought was kind of relevant uh, from a cousin. Um, and again, uh, like he had lived in the New York area. So maybe he was involved somehow. She didn't know. So um, she went off with that and um, she started connecting me with people. She connected me with one woman who was an NP herself, who is uh a semi-retired therapist now. She's a little older than me. Um, and she told me exactly this. She said, you're going to feel like you just found out you were adopted. Mm -hmm. And um, that's pretty accurate, actually, to what my parents told me when they told me, um, you know, well, you know, your dad adopted you when you were born. That's what we did, you know. Um, so that's one person she introduced to me. Another one is a, like the husband of a cousin who is, uh, he studied um, genetics in college. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that was very helpful. Um, so we had our little, our little dream team together. And the next thing, uh, within a few weeks, um, my, my DNA research angel, as we call them, right? And I call her that ever since I learned that term. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, that's you. Um, she offered to contact my second cousin who was like, we were making no progress via email because by the way, he hates email. Oh. <laughs> He's like, I get tired of typing. I'd rather talk on the phone. I should have just offered him my phone number. You right, know? <laughs> Communication. Okay. It's like, he was hesitant about me. I was hesitant about him. So she said, look, why don't I contact him? Because she's done this stuff now for a while. She has her own story of discovering her family in a crazy way. And so she's kind of used to this. So mm -hmm. I'm like, fine, contact him, whatever. You can do the Jew thing, I, you know, like whatever mind meld you guys have, I don't know. So um, so she did that and they went off and, and were like psh, 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 for like a couple of weeks, right? And I'm getting a little jealous, like, oh, it's great that you guys are such good friends, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but then they came back and they said, look, uh, we figured out something very interesting in his uh, grandfather's death certificate, as crazy as that sounds. There's mm -hmm. a connection to your uh, other cousins, right, on the other side of the family in, in that paperwork. And I looked at that, that specific couple who are my great-grandparents on, on my angel's family tree and like the room started spinning, <laughs> you know? Uh -huh. Yeah, because you just, you just like trying to connect all these different people who are related to me, all as second and third cousins. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know where I fit, you know? Right, right. So that was the first clue. Um, 
then the, the genetics guy, right? Um, all these people are way smarter than me, by the way. <laughs> I try to do okay, but these, these guys are smart. So he says, you should get a Y DNA test. Are you familiar oh, with right. those? Yes, yes. Like the Y haplogen or something? Yeah, the haplogroup. The haplogroup, yeah. So, so just for the rest of us, uh, what, what we talk about with DNA tests most of the time is autosomal DNA. And they take a large uh, you know, portion of your DNA and they compare it to other people's uh, just to find out like who your relatives are. But the Y DNA is specific to a portion of the DNA that gets passed from father to father going all the way back through time. Right. So if, and here's another recommendation, if you can get like the oldest men in your family tested, that's probably the best thing you can do to match up with other relatives through this test. Noted. So, okay. Yeah. So I ended up ordering a Y-DNA test. Uh, and this was probably uh, June by then um, from Family Tree DNA. So now I'm getting listed on a third company. And um, what happened was by the time I got the results of that, I had actually matched with a guy uh, as like a second cousin on Family Tree, but I couldn't tell him apart from any other second cousins, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. But his father matched me on YDNA. So that means I'm directly related to his, you know, parents, grandparents kind of thing, mm -hmm. right? So that zeroed in on basically my family surname. Right, 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 right. So now I know I belong to this family surname that narrows down my uh, search angels tree quite a bit. Quite a bit, I bet, yeah. Right, so now who's related to her cousin, my cousin, and these other people with that last name? Well, there is a group of those people who live in Montreal. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, so I apologize to my cousin for not having said this much sooner. Um, and he's like, oh yeah, I've known them my whole life. Um, and there was more psh, 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 psh that mm -hmm. happened, right? So this was, this was like May to June's revelation, right? And in the background, apparently what was happening was one of my first cousins was getting a DNA test from 23andMe. Now, I wasn't on 23andMe, mm -hmm. and I made a point of not doing it afterwards for a while. Um, but um, she accepted the offer to put her uh, data on GED match when she got uh -huh. her results in mid-June. In mid so okay. three months in. Um, she put her results up on, on GED match and we, we were introduced by email, right? Like my cousin, my second cousin is introducing us like, Hey, here's so-and-so, uh, you know, I'm not sure exactly how you're related, but I wanted you to meet. And, and I, he kind of knew. So, mm -hmm, right. So, so like the next day it pops up on GED match as a first cousin. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we who do this now kind of know that's like the end game because, your first cousin is related to your aunts and uncles and your birth parent. Your parent, yeah. So she has two uncles. Uh, they both lived in Montreal at the time. They're both a little older than my mom. Uh, one is like six years and the other one's like 10 years. Uh, the 10-year-older the one uh, was married with two kids and one on the way. The younger at the time one, of your conception? Yes. Okay. And the younger one... Uh, was single and everybody talks about how charming he was mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. now I can't assume and we still don't know oh <laughs> so, okay so that's the unfortunate part you're not going to get a, an ending on this one but um yeah that's kind of where we're at with that with that part of it well you know like sure that's you know unfortunately we don't have an ending but like but but realistically this is what happens is that a lot of people don't get an answer so, so it's actually great to have you representing the population of people who are left with questions. Yes. So what has happened since then is um, that cousin and I got to know each other a little more. She was very, very kind enough to like call me on the phone and, and tell me some stuff about the family. And she's like, well, um, you know, 
I, it's not exactly like a traditional uh, relationship, you know, but you are, you are related to us. You know, it's kind of like one of those things. And uh, it's not like she's ready to introduce me to everyone. She still has not, but uh, mm. we're on, we're on friendly terms after some, some rough spots, you know? Um, but the, like I said, right off the bat, she was very kind enough to share her DNA and, um, she's the one who recommended that I read Inheritance, which if you know, early on, one of the big clues was the unknown first cousin. Right. And, and literally that's what she was for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that was kind of cool, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The parallels for people, especially with that book are um, so comforting. Yeah. Well, like, and I identify with, with Danny saying she lost half of her Jewish heritage and I, mm-hmm. picked, I picked one up. Right. So what does that mean? Yeah. Uh, well, I could talk about that, but, mm-hmm. um, so, so what happened after that was, uh, you know, we kind of went into like this, the summer and, and people got busy, but in the background, we're talking about like, do we, do we contact this guy who was, who was single at the time? Um, and by the way, he's developed a big interest in genealogy over the years. Like he was like the, the, the pen and paper kind of like picked up the computer later on, you know, mm-hmm. So he's got a lot of family records and he, he would probably be really into this, you know? Uh, so we, we discussed that for a few months. Um, nothing ever came of it. And then um, in November, uh, we made an attempt and he hasn't responded. And uh-huh. in uh, like on New Year's Day, actually, you know, my, my search angel said, let's give it another shot on New Year's Day. I'm like, I don't think it matters what day of the week it is because by then I was in the NPE groups and I kind of knew how these responses go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I said, sure, we'll give it a shot. And I made a video for New Year's Day and, and we sent it to him. And uh, that, that didn't do any good, like a five, seven minute video. I'm like, hey, this is me. Uh, you know, I remember way back when I was a kid, I, I made a family tree with my grandmother and then I never gave it a second thought until now, you know, it was this kind of stuff trying to, trying to like pull the heartstrings a little bit. Right. So this man might be your biological father and he might be your uncle. Correct. Correct. And he could be, he, he could be silent for either reason. Right. Totally. I mean, mm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I've, and I, you know, I've gone through the gamut of emotions of being sympathetic with people and and realizing I'm just like a Facebook message away from being a real nuisance and all this stuff. Sure. You know, but that's kind of where we're at. So mm-hmm. I've made friends with a lot of second and third cousins from here to like Hungary. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's cool. And it seems like the closer you get to me at family, the, the scarier it gets. Right. Right. The more there is to disrupt. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I guess I could say like uh, by December, I, I gave another attempt at getting into the NPE groups on Facebook. For some reason, when I tried earlier on, it didn't work. Like some, somebody didn't respond to my request or something. Mm-hmm. So so I got in in December. And ever since then, like I've been learning a lot and realizing, oh, it's nothing personal about me. Right. You know, some people's family dynamics are, are a lot more messed up, like the ones they know, the ones they don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's been very helpful. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. The, the learning about what's personal and what's not personal is very, um, is very helpful. I'm, I'm glad that's, that's good for you. Um, yeah. But uh, so like it probably the, the the last straw with my cousin, my first cousin, was I I I did send in to 23andMe because they were having a special for the health and uh, ancestry package. Mm-hmm. So I figured by December, like we had already discussed, that I I fall into this DNA black hole in the family because they seem to mistrust the giving out their information. Right. You know, just my, just my luck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I sent in uh, and I got my results in. Um, December and uh, picked up another first cousin just by coincidence. She had already like, it was a a first cousin uh, once removed, younger, right? Okay. So she had had sent in and got her results like within a week of mine. And Hmm. my my first cousin actually contacted me and she said, "Uh, just a heads up, you know, my niece uh, is on there now. And I'm like, okay. And, And she's like, don't worry about it, it's fine. And 
I got it in my head. Like I got to contact them now. Cause, cause mm-hmm. you know, I thought maybe I could, I could start this promotional campaign, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's interesting to like that all these people know about you, but everybody's protecting somebody else. Yeah. It, there's sort of a tangled web going on over there. Yes. Of secrets, exactly. of secrets and mm, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's a little wacky. So it's uncomfortable. It, yeah. So, cause um, what, what I learned more recently from, from the NPE groups is we can be, we can have our privacy and not be a personal secret. Right. Right. It doesn't mean we have to blab it to everybody, but, but we don't have to be, we don't have to hide, you know? Right. Right. So yeah, I tried, I, I tried being super friendly mm-hmm. and like, oh, you know, we're all, we're all related. Isn't that so cool? And I freaked them out so bad. Everybody stopped talking to me. Oh man. Yeah. So, uh, we're, we're kind of coming back around now, uh, at least with, with mm-hmm. my first cousin, but leave, leave the kids alone and, uh, just kind of like hang out, you know? And meanwhile, I, I didn't mention this, but it's sort of weird that my family and and this extended family have kind of straddled Montreal and New York for my entire uh-huh. life. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I live 35 miles away from a lot of cousins and possibly a half sibling. Mm-hmm. And again, because of the lockdown, I haven't met anybody, but I, I know I'm going to meet at least a few people who are, who are nice to me yeah. now. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. But yeah, you've all been kind of like navigating the same region. Yes. So I, right? I mean, the, the good parts of this is like, I get calls like maybe once a week from this one, you know, second cousin who, who I first contacted. And, you know, once we were introduced face to face, you know, then we started talking on WhatsApp and all this, uh, you know, we get along great. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's awesome. And he keeps asking me how more, how I'm doing on my book. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, and I do have a lot of notes. Yeah. Uh, good. So, so there's that. And then I've made other friends, like the, the other part of this, I didn't really talk about is, is the whole Jewish thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like mm-hmm. I said, my, my relationship to that was, was both like underwhelming and also kind of complicated because my parents do like that kind of stuff. Like they have little, uh, little Jewish uh, decorations around the home. Uh, they sent me a calendar from like a Christian ministry you know, that's like all about Israel and stuff. So it, that's always kind of been in the background, but my mother mm-hmm. had no idea. Uh-huh. She didn't uh-huh. know this guy at all. You right. Know? So, um, so that's kind of weird, mm-hmm. but um, along the way I've been, I've been learning about it kind of like I said, I want to learn about this from Jewish people and kind of like from a non-religious perspective to start with. So that's what I've been doing. I've been learning history um, I got hooked up with a couple friends who were like, "Hey, check out this this service, this seminar, that you know, this thing on YouTube." Um, so that's been kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, good. And my my connection to the Holocaust now is much more significant. Um, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, because my my family in Hungary, in particular, we lost like eighty people. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Um, my my part of the family was in France by then and they were hidden. That was kind of like their, mm. their story, but I mean, it was still scary. And, um, you know, um, on my Facebook page recently, I put this very sort of, uh, vague news story about a person who was reunited with the family that hit, hid them. Mm-hmm. W- wink, wink. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, and I translated it into English. So everybody could read it. Right. Okay. <laughs> No, noted. Yes. Um, and, and it's public. So he knows it's there if he wants to look. Right. If he wants to look around, he knows that you know things. Yes. Um, and when did you decide what or what what made you or when did you decide to talk to your parents about it? Okay. Oh, yes. I forgot to mention that part. <laughs> um, so around, around uh, July, my wife and I were talking about whether I should speak to my mother. And by then, we still didn't know who knew what and like did my dad know anything did my mom know anything so i said i'm going to i'm going to just drop it because it's going to be like a blow up the family situation right mm-hmm. so but i said but i got to go see my parents regardless at least give her an opportunity if she wants to say something you know um so i did 
and uh, we went to visit my sister, which was like an hour away from my dad. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and we had been talking about the, the, the DNA test and I'd, I'd been trying to like encode, like say, oh, I had a lot of fun putting together a, a family tree on my heritage. You know, it's so cool. You just click, 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 right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she hint, goes, hint, hint. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she goes, look, um, your father adopted you when you were born. And I didn't know the man, you know, who, who got me pregnant. Uh, she said she didn't even know she was pregnant until she had a baby bump. And her friend, oh. her friend said to her, uh, you know, you got to do something yeah. about, that, about that. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how it went down. I mean, and the revelation to me, like mm-hmm, I've heard these mm-hmm. things get very, very contentious. Uh, my mother was very matter of fact. She was a little teary. Um, mm-hmm. and, and she said she had, hadn't wanted to say anything, uh, because she felt sort of naive at the time and, um, she didn't want her kids to think any less of her. Sure. Uh, when we got home, how it went down with my father was she walked in, like my dad was in their bedroom and she walked in she's like, uh, yeah, he knows. Um, I told him about being adopted. Oh, that was it. And what did he say? He's like, okay, well then th- he was very nice about it, but it was, mm-hmm. it was all kind of mer- matter of fact, right? Right. He said, look, I, my, my family life growing up wasn't great. I mean, the circumstances around my aunt's pregnancy kind of highlighted a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I found out about your mother, um, I wanted her to have better than that mm-hmm. for both of you. So the way, the way it happened was she wrote him a letter he was out of the country and she wrote him a letter. So however long it took a letter to get there, right? Like overseas, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he called her back. Oh yeah. <laughs> long, long distance when it was like this one connecting to that one connecting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that was something. Um, huh. So she, so she was honest with him about the situation from the beginning. Yes. That she was pregnant by somebody else. Now he must have visited around this, that same, that would have been like the summer of 1965. Mm-hmm. And he, he must have visited sometime around then. And I was premature. So there may have been some fudging with the numbers there, but um, mm-hmm. he, obviously he must have visited or this would not have been believable. Right. But also clearly not his. <laughs> right, right, right. And he, so he knew that, but, but yeah. they did have a relationship. Um, yes at that time so it wasn't she wasn't just writing a, a yeah part of my part of random my random dude mm-hmm. yeah part part of my misunderstanding was I thought like they met she got pregnant and then when I found out it wasn't him I'm like they met she met some other guy and got pregnant you right. know but but there was like a two-year gap in there hmm. mm-hmm. so yeah he was basically visiting back and forth uh during that time period whenever he got a uh, leave you know mm-hmm. so yeah, so that the, I forgot to mention my parents' part in all this, you know, where it all started. Matter of fact. So, but yeah, I mean, literally from that day on, they had told one of my uncles who later passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and they told this friend of ours for whatever right. reason. That family friend. Yeah, I guess because they were passing off their son to somebody else and they figured they need to, knew, to know, like, oh, if he starts acting not like me, this is why. <laughs> I, I don't know. All the bad traits, those aren't mine. Right. Well, you know, hmm. you know what's funny is my dad uh, was kind of uh, like a football player in in uh, high school. You know, more like a like a wide, uh, you know, stocky guy, right? I'm thin as a rail. I look like my mother, but mm-hmm. I just figured I look like my mother. You know. Right. But meanwhile, my sisters and my cousins all look alike on that mm. in that part of the family. Mm-hmm. So they all have like the sandy blonde hair. And, and I have uh, dark, you know, like brownish hair, yep. brown eyes, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely not, not as obvious as some of the NPE pictures you see, but definitely noticeable. Yeah. I think that, I feel like, I mean, Danny Shapiro is a, is an example of somebody that was blonde in a, in a family of dark haired people, <laughs> in a, in a, in a family of dark haired people. But I feel like it's more common for those of us that have the dark features in a blonde family. I don't know if that's yeah. true. That's maybe just anecdotal from my, from my podcasting, but I feel like more people have the dark features that stand out um, 
I don't know why it's always that way, but. Well, I had a couple of things like, um, you know, obviously my dad's personality and mine were different. I figured, although the things that we had in common, like he kind of introduced me to like science fiction and, and reading uh, long novels and stuff like that. Um, so we, we had some common interests, but mm -hmm. like I was never good at sports. Um, I kept to myself, you know, most of the time, uh, you know, I'd be doing like whatever in my room, my sisters always played with each other, but I figured out, oh, well, they're girls, you know? Um, so there was some separation, but I think it was sort of like unconscious sure. and it was, ne it was never like you'd point back to it and go, aha, you know, mm -hmm. now maybe mm -hmm. if I start to meet my closer relatives, I'll see some aha moments there. I don't know. I right. honestly don't, don't know. Yeah. Um, I've seen, I've seen some pictures and, and some home movies, uh, which are kind of freaky and, mm -hmm. and maybe a little like my, my grandparents, you know, hmm. that I never met and who apparently visited Montreal around the same time I lived there. Hmm. So that, that's a lot, you know, but they, they died like 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of where, where we're at. Um, I would think the next big step for me is when we finally get out of this pandemic and I'm all pro vaccine as they come, mm -hmm. I'm going to get my vaccinations and I'm going to go visit the people who want to see me. I think that's a great idea. And I may just move down to where my uh, search angel lives and stay with her because she's got an empty nest. So her and her husband could just probably adopt me. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, then they'd have to all, they'd all have to face you. <laughs> you'd be present that's in it. the well, house. She's kind, of, she's kind of away from everybody mm -hmm. else. She she used to live here in New York, but now she's down in Virginia and nobody else. As far as I know, I don't have any cousins down there, but I have a whole lot up here. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Who knows? At least, at least two or three of them want to see me. So that's good. Yeah. I think that's what you do. I think you start with, you kind of go to where the love is. Like you go start with, start with where it's positive. Yeah. And lean into that and then see what happens. Yeah. I've been able to talk to like older cousins who gave me insights into how the family was back then, you know, before everybody kind of like split up and move away. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's really nice, but they're always also telling me like, don't contact, uh, so-and-so because he, he could have a heart attack. Oh, okay. So that's kind of a downer. Yeah. Except, except no now I know no pressure. <laughs> now I know better. So, right. No pressure. Their lives are in your hands. It was a concern, but I, I, I seem to be the kind of person who just wants to reach out and, and find out, you know? Right. Right. Well, it's um, it is not fair to be made to feel like one's existence is a secret. It, um, yeah, it's complicated, but it's not fair. Right. Yeah. Um, is there anything you wish you had known when this all started for you uh, last March? Yeah, all the emotional stuff I was not expecting. Mm -hmm. Um. I'd been, I'd been through some of this stuff before because I, I had some uh, changes to like my religious beliefs over the past five years. So I'd processed a lot of that, which is kind of emotional at times. Mm -hmm. And that got me into journaling, which was very useful. Um, so that all applied here. But then the, the Jewish thing kind of stirred things up a bit. Sure. <laughs> so and in a good way. I'm not yeah. saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's, it complicates things. Sure. Um, and I'm more than willing to talk to anybody about it. Like the people in the Jewish uh, heritage and PE group, I love them. They're great. Um, so, uh, the other things emotionally speaking were, um, like I heard the words, you're going to feel like you were adopted. And then it took a while to take effect. I got very anxious. I was oversharing with people. This is my big recommendation. Like, uh -huh. <laughs> pick, pick a few trusted friends. And only talk to them, right? If at all possible, because Danny Shapiro mentioned this too. Like she was at a party and she got a little tipsy, yeah, and started telling everybody about her her um you know donor conceived uh, father, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I was at a wed I was at a wedding and it just I was like, well, how how am I? <laughs> well, let me tell you, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry for all of you guys. I really am. I mean, the only connection I have to that is I don't know the guy either, you know. Right, right. Um, so, but I did overshare with like thirty people mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I went back at a certain point. Like I had a I had a disagreement with a friend 
who said, look, you've got to stop acting like this is your story. It's other people's story too. Hmm. And you'll notice I haven't mentioned anybody's name. I did notice. I 100% right? have noticed. Yeah. Because that was a big screw up on my part. I started naming names and it was wrong. Don't hmm. do it. Hmm. Um, you're going to feel angry. You're going to feel like, you know, nobody loves you and it's you against the world, but there are other people involved. So I've, I've, I think I've learned the lesson. Granted, you're the first podcast I've talked to about it. Yep. Now it's public. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is also a very specialized topic. Yeah. I, I, I also talked about my religious issues on a mm -hmm. podcast. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> if you're interested in that topic, uh, but I'll say the same thing here. Like if you know me in person and you happen to cross this and I mentioned you especially, then, then yeah, talk to me about it. Sure. Right. 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 But you are but not. Otherwise I'm just yeah. a cautionary tale. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Because, um, yeah, my search angel in particular has been picking up the pieces of a lot of this. And she's, even though it was her friend who's mm -hmm. the um, who's the NPE advocate, right? Uh, she didn't tell me any of this. Right. She, didn't, she didn't act like, hey, you're going to regress to like your teenage years and start acting out and just just yell at anybody you can about what your parents did in the 1960s, you know. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you'll have so many things sort of flood you, flood you, overwhelm you. Um, so many feelings and experiences and thoughts and like mental processes. Yep. Uh, yeah, and, nobody warns you about that. And the corollary to that is join NPE support group as soon yeah. as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get to those. Um, for sure. Yeah, the yeah, the power of community is, is, uh, is, is huge within this yeah. group. Yeah. Cause I find that, that I can vent a little more safely and I can also see other people talking exactly like me. And I'm like, Oh good. I'm not crazy. It's not just me. Totally. 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 Um, what I'd seen previously is I found like uh, after you go on all the DNA websites, you start seeing all the ads on Facebook, like mm -hmm. the, my heritage girl doing the fist pump in front of her phone, <laughs> which, which I hate, like, right. okay, maybe you were happy. Totally. You know? And granted, all this stuff has been very um, uh, exciting, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, but I wasn't doing a fist pump. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. No, the, the, the whole marketing campaign for all the, the ancestry, all the uh, ancestry DNA genetic stuff is, um, is all about the excitement of connection and it, they never explore the surprises or the devastation or the confusion or the complexity or uh, the questions. They don't. Yeah. There's even a, there's even a, there was one commercial and I don't know if it even lasted, but there was one and it was for ancestry, I think, where there's a birthday party happening with a family for an older man, oh. like, like it's his 80th birthday or something like that. And the doorbell, yeah. the doorbell rings and they open the door and there's another young man standing there and then they accept him. And I don't know. It just, people were, were really upset about that one, about, about the, like that you would even do that. You would go surprise a, a family like that or that the family there's yeah. So yeah, that, that does seem rather unlikely and they yeah. should know better. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the marketing people didn't, but the people at ancestry should. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you know, maybe, uh, maybe that commercial didn't last, but I, I remember that the, the groups were sort of upset by that one. Yeah. Oh, little, little sidebar. Um, there was a, there was a Hanukkah themed movie this uh, past Christmas time on the Hallmark Channel mm -hmm. of all times, right? This was the year that they had the woman find out through a DNA test that she had Jewish relatives. Oh, that's the plot? Yes. <laughs> so I sat there and I watched this movie and I was like, yeah, if it only could be like that. <laughs> right. If it only could be like a Hallmark movie, if life in general could be like a Hallmark movie. You know, because all those movies, it's like you have the, the initial, uh, you know, event and then there's some confusion and then they have a little disagreement. But in the end, everybody's happy. Everybody's happy in the end or, yeah. in, lo or in love or happy to move forward. Yeah, yeah. it's called the lights, um, love lights uh, Hanukkah or something like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll look it up. I'll look yeah. it up. Uh, well, Fred, thank you so much for your time. I just said oh, your well, name. You. I just said your name out loud on the podcast. Is that okay? That's cool. I oh, didn't say your last uh, name. Yes. Okay. It's fine. I joke that my name is like the name that people pull out when they're making up a name. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's memorable. It's okay, have fun. Have fun with that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was, it was definitely easy to like remember when it came to emails and uh, stuff. So this is so great. You're right. Your story is absolutely going to help people. I love that you shared it. Um, I think it's so important to also talk about stories that don't have a resolution yet. Yes. And the other thing I would say too, is like, honestly, like my, my parents kept it to themselves. Um, as far as I know, not too many people knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the other person didn't know either because there was no connection. It was the 1960s. There was yeah. no way to get back to him as far as I know to this point. Yeah. Right. So I'm going with that. So it was like no harm, no foul. And my, right. my parents tried to do the right thing. Uh, back then it was like, well, if we don't tell them, it won't hurt his feelings. Totally. I mean, pe- parents are still doing that today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, which I guess is partly why we're all trying to talk about it. Um, and say, try to get this information out there and be like, don't do that. Don't do that. But it's still, you know, it's still an intention that people, uh, go with today. Um, so I have a funny, not, it's not funny, but <laughs> an interesting question, fact, mm. and then followed by a question. Um, I am talking with Danny Shapiro after this. Oh, yes. You told me. Um, so what, should, what can I tell her for you? Do you have a message to pass on or a question to ask her or both? Well, you could tell her, hey, I'm the guy who sent you those Twitter messages about mm-hmm. finding out I'm half Jewish. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I appreciated her getting back to me too. Um, and uh, no, her book, I mean, I, I read her book. Then I went back and took notes on the book. Mm-hmm. Then I listened to the audio book. And you could definitely tell her about my first cousin also. Okay. Yeah. That'd be, that, that'd be that recommended it to her. Okay. Yes. I mean, to you. Tell, tell her that we we almost broke up, but we're back together. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll let her know. I'll let her know that it's been um, not a smooth ride, but. No, definitely still not. Yeah. But. Um, and I'm still looking for tips on how to be, uh, how to like an introduction to Judaism mm-hmm. for someone from the other side of that coin. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put that out there. I'll ask her and then I'll, we'll see what else um, comes up. Yeah, because I was a lifelong religious person. So uh, and I went to Bible college. So I got that part covered. <laughs> right, right, right. You understand that side of things. Yep. But, um, I know. She right. Was so to understand the Christmas tree. <laughs> right. So to have that side of you, to have a side of you be a 50 percent of a of a uh, religion that is also a culture that is also a bloodline. Exactly. Is more complicated than arguably more complicated than Christianity. Yeah, she actually, in her book, she kind of like said, um, I I didn't think of myself as having descended from Christians. And I'm like, no, that's not how that works. Right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, that is part of the the beauty and the complexity of of Judaism, right? Is that it's in, it's, it's a, it's a, it's like a race and an ethnicity and a religion and a culture. So, yeah. um, So to find out that that's 50% of you, I can see why, the, especially and not knowing your um, the story about you and religion, but knowing that you've already gone through something where you've processed a lot of that stuff, I can totally see why that would trigger trigger a lot of thoughts and feelings. Yes, but it's all it's all positive, and I'm taking it all in as I can. Great, good. Yep. Great. Well, Fred, let's go on with our Saturdays. Thank you so much for giving me the middle of your day. Thank you very much, and I'll now say what my new friends say: Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs> I will uh, thank you for everything and um, I'll be in touch with you, of course. And, uh, and, and this was just so great. I'm so glad we got to um, get together so quickly. Yes. I'm very happy. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Great. And what is your podcast? Uh, plug it real quick. Your- oh, yes. Uh, we've actually finished it uh, for the most part. But, but you can still are- listen to it, right? Yes. Oh, it's still there. Uh, and it's called Psych Rewind, P-S-Y-C-H. It's about the television show Psych that was on USA Network, now available on Peacock. Mm-hmm. And um, I can give you the link for the show notes if you want, because I don't want to get it wrong off the top of my head. But yeah, it, it goes it to, to my friend Stephanie's podcast network. So definitely listen to her stuff and support her for sure. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, we'll make sure that all that's posted so anybody interested can head over there. Uh, All right, Fred, thank you so much. Thank you. I will talk to you soon. All right, great. All right, bye. Bye. So, hey, uh, thank you again to Fred for spending so much time with me. I had a really great time. I hope you can, um, I hope you all just enjoyed spending spending the morning with us as much as I did. Um, 
But are you listening right now? And do you know some resources that Fred could find about learning about Judaism? Um, within, actually, within the NPE community, there is quite a lot of people who find out they are a different ethnicity, race, culture, and a lot of people find out they are Jewish, um, at least half Jewish. And I am hoping to have an episode or more that focuses on that aspect specifically. So stay tuned or contact me if you want to be a part of that. Um, But in the meantime, what shall my newly Jewish friends uh, do or read or listen um, or pursue to understand more about this discovery in their heritage? Uh, Do you have suggestions? Can you please email me them uh, so I can forward them along? My email is eve at everythingsrelativepodcast.com or comment on my Instagram, same handle, at everythingsrelativepodcast. And of course, stick around for my episode with Danny Shapiro. Is it next week? I don't know. It's up to Campfire Media, who organized these files now. It's all out of my control. Ah. Keep telling your truth. See you next time. I'm Eve Sturgis. This is Everything's Relative Podcast. Bye. Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis is produced by Kaylin Egan and Eve Sturgis. Eve is a licensed therapist in the state of California, but conversations on this podcast are not therapy sessions. This podcast is edited by Stephanie Delonzik, the logo design is by Ivy McNally, and the music is used with permission by Goodbye the Band. is Will Himes, and I am a ghost writer, meaning I write other people's books for them. And I have a podcast called I Will Write Your Book, which are recordings of my meetings with my eccentric clients, such as a woman blocked after one sentence of a children's book about her dogs, a romance novelist who dislikes sex, and a man proud of having sampled everything in his local grocery store. This podcast has been described as fully improvised, played by some of the best comedians on the planet Earth. Hey, that's pretty good. That's I Will Write Your Book on Campfire Media. Campfire.